Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Calling all detectives. When a scientist was killed in an earthquake recording station, it took an earthquake to locate a clue to his death. That is the situation on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning private detective. Listening to these cases, some people ask me, Jerry Browning, private detective, whether I ever work from conventional clues. The answer is yes, when I find any. The instrument room of the Loudon seismograph station was crammed with tricky and impressive-looking gadgets. These instruments were so sensitive that they could record the slightest earth tremor in any part of the world. But at the moment... What I was interested in was the body on the floor. It was the body of a middle-aged man, Dr. Harrison Montrose, assistant director of the seismograph station. Somebody had crept up behind Dr. Montrose and stabbed him to death, pausing only long enough to remove the weapon. Lieutenant Dawson of Homicide was very unhappy about the whole thing. Jerry, these folks here are driving me crazy. They're more fussed about something happening to their instruments and help me find out who killed this Joe. And anyway, what are you doing here? Dr. Alwyn, the station's director, answered that one. We've retained Mr. Browning. And I'll be most grateful if you and your men will leave this instrument room as quickly and as quietly as possible. I tried to soften that. Dawson, these instruments are so sensitive they'll record even a heavy footstep. Dr. Alwyn's afraid of having all his calculations wrecked. Dawson fixed us with a fishy eye. I'll bet he is. And maybe the calculations he's afraid will mess up include murder. When the assistant director of a seismograph earthquake recording station was killed, I was called in on the case. I persuaded Dawson to move the body out of the instrument room. I shall have to recheck every instrument to make sure nothing has been thrown out of balance. Dawson gave Dr. Alwyn a dirty look, said nothing. I asked, are you going to run an autopsy, Dawson? You bet your sweet life I am. I don't like the smell of this place or what anybody here has told me. My instruments, my instruments. Well, I'd always heard that scientists were peculiar guys. And now I knew. The station maintained a staff of six, five now that Dr. Montrose was dead, and operated as a semi-independent division of State University. There were two junior assistants and two senior workers, one of whom would be moved up to replace Montrose as assistant director. The two senior men were Robert Scarsden and Morley Wagstaff. If ambition for advancement was a motive, then both had equally good motives. At the police lab, Dawson told me, Montrose died of the stab wound all right, about ten hours before he was found. That would set time of death, let's see, 11 at night. That makes sense. 
Montrose was on duty in the instrument room from nine at night to nine in the morning. Was killed about two hours after he took over. Dawson nodded. Yeah, and all of them have alibis from nine o'clock on. All of them was in a meeting at the university across town. Two junior men were home. Montrose took the instrument room over from Scarsdon, the senior, at nine. Scarsdon went from there to a party, arrived at 9.15, stayed until after one. Well, how about the other senior, Wagstaff? He was sick, a bad cold. That station's so air-conditioned, it's practically refrigerated. It's the weakest of all the alibis. I shrugged. A weak alibi doesn't make a guilty man. Whom do you suspect? Owen's my man. Montrose had powerful friends. He wanted to be director of the station. Would have got it, too, after a while. I'm working on Alwyn's alibi now, and if I crack it, he'll be put under arrest. Back at the seismograph station, I had a talk with Alwyn in his precious instrument room. Sit in one place, Browning, and don't fidget. Look, Doctor, you don't realize how serious this is. Dawson is trying to crack your alibi, and he'll do it. Alwyn stared at me. Nonsense. Half the faculty at the university will testify that I attended a board meeting from ten in the evening until well past midnight. That's fine. But where were you, say, at 9.30 o'clock last night? Why did you ask that? Because Dawson has the wrong time of death. He set the time at around 11 p.m. because of the condition of the body. But he hasn't allowed for the fact that this room is heavily air-conditioned, which would sharply affect the time of death report. Alwyn started to answer, stopped as the seismograph went into action. There wasn't a sound or a tremor in the room, but someplace in the world the earth was shaking, and this instrument was recording it. Alwyn bent over the instrument, finally straightened up, sighed. <sighs> Probably a subterranean shock in the vicinity of the Sea of Japan. Mr. Browning, I love my work. I live for it. Montrose saw it merely as, as a means for personal advantage. At 9.30 last night, I came here, intending to ask for his resignation. I found him already dead. Knowing that I would be suspected, I left. Because if I am compromised, my work is compromised. You may believe that or not, as you choose. Dawson walked into the room. Dr. Alwyn, I have a warrant for your arrest. Wait a second, Dawson. I know you're on to the air conditioning angle. Just the same Dr. Alwyn isn't guilty. And he can help us find out who the killer really is. Dawson never took his eyes off Alwyn. Yeah? How? With well, that seismograph. It took an earthquake to make me realize it. If it's sensitive enough to record a heavy footstep, it should certainly be sensitive enough to record a body falling. Alwyn's face lit up. You're right, Mr. Browning. Of course you're right. I'll check the graph from, from 9.30 last night backward. And if we find a peak unrecorded by similar instruments elsewhere... That must mark the time when poor Montrose was murdered. We found the peak quickly enough. Registered at 8.47 the previous evening. A peak that should have marked a tremor of reasonable intensity. Yet that had not been reported on the station chart. We checked with two other seismograph stations. And that settled it. Dr. Montrose had been killed at 8.47. While the senior, Robert Scarsden, had presumably still been on duty. The same Skarsden who said he turned over the room to Montrose at nine and then went to a party. Yeah, we grabbed Skarsden and he broke down fast. He and Montrose had been working together to get rid of Alwyn. Skarsden's reward was to be the assistant directorship. But with Alwyn practically out, 
Montrose reneged on the deal. The two men came to blows, and Scarsden stabbed him. Like I said, clues are fine things to have. But sometimes it takes an earthquake to make you realize you've got them. This is WGN Chicago serving the Middle West.